Hey, hey, NFA Money Mamas. Before we get started, I want to invite you to be a guest on the Woman Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm looking for women entrepreneurs who want to record a biz breakdown session, focusing on actionable ideas that will help you scale your business more easily by getting into your zone of manifestation. You would be an ideal guest if you are a full-time woman entrepreneur with a service-based business and are in action scaling to the next level. This biz breakdown session is 100% free, so head on over to www.thewomanentrepreneurpodcast.com and sign up for your biz breakdown session today. Hello, hello, NFA, no fucking around, money mamas. It's time for another episode of the Women Entrepreneur Podcast. Today, we're doing a break, a business breakdown session with Lisa Dickey. And this is so fun because she, I reached out to her on Instagram. I loved what I saw on her feed. And then we, she ended up start listening to the podcast. We didn't actually have a ton of conversation on Instagram. She just started listening to the podcast and liked it and enrolled in a biz breakdown session. And as you all know, if you've been listening for a little bit, these sessions are fun and playful. It's about you coming on and highlighting your business and then also getting tips and strategies to help you scale faster. They're organic, playful conversations that are meant to help you step into your zone of genius and love building your business more and of course make more money. My name is Dr. Amanda. I'm the money healer, and I'm always focused on helping you have money breakthroughs where you start to heal your relationship to money, feel good about money so that you can strategically manifest from your zone of manifestation. So that's what we're going to do today. I'm so excited to have Lisa on. Welcome to the show. Oh, thanks for having me. I'm pretty excited to be here. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. We're going to get into the juice of your business, but first I want to ask you if I were to give you a magic wand, what would you choose to create in your business in 2023? I would have, um, I would, I would have a digital life skills course launched, um, in January, 2023 and possibly re and then relaunch it again in September. So, uh, with uh, so the idea first is for the course to have uh, a live virtual component where we'd have weekly Zoom classes, but eventually I'd like to have it as just a recorded evergreen class for those who want just a life skills course to to go through. Um, okay, so that would be my goal is to have okay uh, is to have a big ticket um, virtual item on my on my. Awesome. Okay. Okay. So I have so many questions because, you know, looking at your business, I, I know that your business name, tell us a little bit about your business and how long you've been in business. And then that way I can piece together some good questions for you to help you get aligned. For sure. So I've, uh, I'm up, coming up to my five year anniversary next week. Congratulations. So, uh, yeah. I've had the business five years and it, uh, it started, a, it hasn't changed that much. But the notion was to, I'm not a chef, but I'm a self-taught cook and I, I love cooking and food. And so um, I decided to create a cooking school that would, I would provide uh, an opportunity for kids to learn how to cook and adults to learn how to cook uh, in a pretty low-key 
easy atmosphere. So you basically, uh, you know, if you want to learn how to make pasta, if you want to learn vegan cooking, if I can cook it, then I'll teach you to cook it. Um, and of course, like most service-based is businesses, um, COVID uh, created a huge shift in the business because it was closed um, on and off uh, for a couple of years. And um, I remember early on someone saying, well, I wonder if you would do like virtual classes. And I immediately thought that is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> That's dumb. And then I realized it doesn't seem actually that dumb. <laughs> like you should, you should probably figure it out. Actually, it's, it's not. And it turns out it wasn't, it wasn't, it's not dumb. And, and it kind of opened the door for me to, didn't even occur to me that I could provide, um, uh, classes virtually. Uh, and so that was a nice big step. And so I, I've, I've also created within that a few little standalone classes, like an Indian cooking class and a dessert making class that's completely virtual. Um, and my goal is to, is to move more in that area because really for the most part, I don't get paid unless I'm working ever really. And, and yeah, it's kind of so to sort of to make enough to make enough of an income it's a lot of work all the time yeah okay and okay so the life skills course that you're talking about to launch in january and september is that life skills meaning cooking or tell me more about that course well that so the other kind of side niche i have within my business is that um uh, I have, I have a, so I, I have a background as a special education teacher. Okay. And, uh, and early on in my business, I um, created a relationship with the Down Syndrome Association of Toronto and st- offered in-person cooking classes um, for that community. And that kind of blossomed into a really um, stable niche in my business. So I offer classes through the Down Syndrome Association of virtual classes and in-person classes. Plus I just offer a bunch on my own for adults who are neurodiverse. So typically, pardon me, people with uh, autism or mild intellectual disability or Down syndrome who are looking to learn not only to cook, that's one of the life skills, but to learn um, the basics of what would be what would be a basic meal, like what are the components of a meal, how to um, how to plot out a meal, how to choose fruit and vegetables, uh, where do you get fiber, like basic nutrition, um, how to keep why would you keep your meat, raw meat on a different cutting board than your vegetables? Um, How do you clean up? properly how long can you keep food in the fridge how do you look at a best before date um so all of those things that would um assist people in gaining confidence to either uh live on their own in assisted living or just be able to have some autonomy and agency uh just to have the opportunity to to try to cook for themselves and take care of themselves um just uh just one, just because, and two, that community, uh, for, in particular, if you're talking about the Down syndrome community, um, like because of advancements in medicine and services, a lot of people with Down syndrome are outliving their parents in a way that that wasn't that wasn't the case 30 years yeah. ago. Yeah, wow. Mm-hmm. So you have a population of capable adults who need the opportunity to build skills and confidence so that 
so that they can have a fruitful midlife and later yeah. on. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I was so curious because when I was reading through your information that you gave me when we were doing this session, I'm like, wow, that's a really niched niche. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know what the situation is in the States. I'm not that familiar with it, but it, yeah. in Canada. So basically if you are an, a young adult with an intellectual disability or neurodiversity, just as a blanket statement. Yeah. You have basically access to schooling until you're 2021, 20, depending on the board and depending on what's available in your community, right? And then after that, it's pew. Yeah. It's there's not there's you're no, on your own. And if you're if you have if your parent is not really versed in how to advocate and really up on grant access or payment access or programming, or just you need to be, if you have a child who has um, exceptional needs and you're a parent who's uh, intimidated by that system, yeah. it, it, it falls directly on your, on your kid's shoulders, right? Like you need to have, it's, yeah. it's like a part-time job to be an advocate for your kids. I'm sure. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. Okay. And so when people take your courses, either in person or online, is it generally, is it parents that are purchasing the courses or is it the individuals themselves? So in the case for, it's the parents, I'm going to say in all across the board, okay. parents are either purchasing for their school age children um, or parents are purchasing for their neurodiverse. Uh, okay. Well. And so then you gear the course though towards, so the parent is the buyer, but then the neurodiverse individual is who's taking the course. And so do you tailor the courses to that, those individuals? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, so playful fun and you know, the teaching strategies to help them be able to move through the course. Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so the, my general approach is that um, of course we use recipes, but I really want to, I really, my end goal is, to have people look in their pantry and be like, I've got this, I've got this, I've got this, I've got this. I can make something. I can yeah. make something that's pretty good. Or I, I might even make something that's great. But wh where I don't, I want people to not feel like you go by the book, you've got all the ingredients, and now you can do something that like lots of, uh, I mean, obviously different with bake, baking's a different beast, but with cooking, I mean, soups. Yeah, it's like have some fun. <laughs> yeah, soups we yeah. got a lot of options for soup. Yeah, and, yeah. And, that's a really, and so I, to sort of, I want uh, people to sort of understand the fundamentals, like how do you cut an onion? Why yeah. do you need oil? And then now, now, now you've got onions and oil. You're like halfway to a great meal. Yeah. Okay. Fascinating. This is so intriguing. Okay. So then in the, I know you said it was an eight week life skills course. So a segment of it is cooking and then there are other parts to the course as well. Yeah. So, um, everything from, um, when should you, when should you throw out your kitchen sponge? Um, okay. Oh, so, but, but everything's related to the kitchen and cooking. Yeah. Every, yeah. So, and, okay. some, and some on budgeting as well, like how much does this cost? How would you, if you had this many dollars, how could you apportion it? Um, okay. And, and, Got and it. So, so like a grocery shopping, yes. like how are you? Oh, okay. So that's much clearer to me. I wasn't sure. The name to me, the term life skills is broader. 
And so I was thinking, oh, narrow that down because it's confusing to go. In my mind, I thought you're teaching like maybe, you know, how to, it it could be many things when you say life skills. So Mm -hmm. I would definitely choose a name that is much more clear about, it's like fundamentals, it's foundational skills, something but related to kitchen and cooking and budgeting around food. So I would have a name that really indicates that because a lot of people won't know what you mean by life skills. Okay. So that's really important. And that was one thing I was like, hmm, I I thought, I thought, well, that's confusing because everything on your website, which is so awesome, (laughs) of course, is related to cooking. So I thought, hmm, is she going a different direction with her business? And so that's, that clarification is important for those of you who are on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. For those of you who are new to it, I have her website up. It's called Dickie's Cooking School. So if you go to Dickie'sCookingSchool.com, Dickie'sCookingSchool.com, beautiful website. She's got live classes, kids camp, virtual on demand, parties. And if you scroll scroll through her website, she's got some really great stuff. And it's it's designed in a really pleasing way, aesthetically, and it draws you in. Um, you know, there's holiday cookie party. And fun releases. Of course, those of you who aren't in Ontario, you can still do some of the virtual stuff. And so, you know, I'm just scrolling through. She's got yummy, um, easy, fast lunches, online Indian cooking course, online dessert course. These sounds so fun. <laughs> like, ooh, I'm hungry. <laughs> um, okay. Yep. So 15 pantry essentials. So I see. So this course is going to be um, the it's like cooking 101 cook it is, I mean I would start playing with yeah. ideas around that you know like cooking and it, kitchen because if you're talking about budgeting around how do you reverse engineer from a certain budget and then decide what you're going to buy based on that I mean those are incredible skills so I see why you're saying life skills because it's the fundamentals of it yeah I guess because the, the other thing I want to do is give people an opportunity to say okay this is your grocery list for the week yeah what can you do with this? Yeah. How do you, how do you plan your meals? So you've got a meal and then a little bit of a gap for like that meal is going to carry you. Maybe you got a lunch left over, or you can use a portion of that too. Yep. Um, because I feel like people um, underestimate if you are grow, if you grow up in a home where um, that's, that those skills are modeled all the time. Yeah, people really underestimate how the degree to which um, that's just absorbed. Like you just yep. take on what your either your mom or your dad does in that way. In the same way, like knowing if your parents are super organized and they know they they know how to plot how to get out the door. How do I how do I go from getting up to eating to going out the door if they have those skills down yeah Yeah. so you need you're filling in the gap for people who haven't learned those skills or or have never have never like so I know I know people I know people who whether they're have neurodiversity or not are so nervous and have shame around I don't know how to cook yeah definitely so what? Yeah, and it is one of those life skills that really matters because unless you want to eat out all the time, which gets cost prohibitive and just is, you know, we want to know how to cook at home well and enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Just, and I, um, so I'm trying to create a, a framework where they're like, oh, it's not, it's like, it's not, uh, it's, it makes sense that you feel a little intimidated because there's a lot of moving parts to yeah. 
whether it's picking vegetables to knowing how to budget to knowing when something's rotten. There's a lot of things to learn, but you can take it in incremental steps. Yeah. And you can learn how to, yeah, how to fill your pantry. So you're not always scrambling. Yeah. And, um, so, and you know, Lisa, something I want to say to you that I love so much, just hearing you talk about it. It's very clear that you have a lot of inspiration around it, right? Because you're, you, you, you have so much information and you're, you're looking at all the different aspects of why you're creating these courses, which to me is always the basis of a successful program course, coaching business, whatever business it is you're running. It's like that powerful why behind it and, and connects to your zone of genius. And so, you know, just first I want to point that out to you that it's really, it's fun to listen to you the way that you're thinking about different ideas about it. That's how you'll start to just keep creating and manifesting and connecting with people. So, you know, first I want to say that, um, next stage, where would you say are your biggest stuck points in, it sounds like the stuck points to me, it's not the inspiration or clarity around what you're choosing to do. It's something else. So what are your stuck points right now in building the business part of it? So, so big stuck points are one, I'm, I'm burnt out. I'm uh, because between starting the business and uh, COVID, it's just been like constant hustle. And so my attitude is if so, like, I say no to almost nothing. Like I'm just like, yeah. and in the early years, I did everything. Then COVID hit and it was back to doing everything. And so like uh, feeling safe enough to kind of delegate and feeling like, like I, like there's a part of me that's sort of a little hoardy with money. Like I'm like, well, I don't want, I'm, I'm afraid, I'm afraid something's going to happen. Yeah. Um, and so, and so I have weeks where I, you know, this is a, an exceptional time of year because it's a lot of, I do lots of private corporate parties. Okay. Um, and so it's just, it's exhausting. Like it's, it's exhausting physical work. And then you're like, okay, I have a day off. I have to finish my sales page for my, my, my course, not my yeah. life. It's not a life skills course anymore. Something else. I got to come up with a name. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's managing time. And then, so, and then what happens is when that exhaustion creeps in or is there, I just feel physically beat. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it it really impacts my confidence really like i'm like and i and i cuz i'll think oh this week i'll have the sales page done in like i'll just pick up like a random number i'll have it done in 5 hours it'll be done and then on the 4th hour i'm like it's not done and so then yeah. it, so it's dealing with the emotional roller coaster of balancing i need to make money now yeah. And but I also need to put it on pause. Yeah. So I to can build passive. So I can actually create something because right now it's just this. Yeah. So, okay. So is this when you say you have corporate contracts for parties, it, is that you going in and catering and cooking for them? Yeah. Well, okay. they come to me, they come to my business. And so, okay. And they're like, that's intense. You've got 12 people and they're making pot. Like, it's just, it's, uh, those are just long. Those are just long, typical, like restaurant catering days. They're long days. It's fun. I yeah. love cooking. Yeah. Um, are you, do you think you're charging enough for those? Probably not. 
Okay. So I want to say, so, you know, I have, you've listened, have you listened to episode three yet? The uh, business scaling roadmap. Okay. Awesome. I figured you did. <laughs> um, so, you know, on that business scaling roadmap, you definitely, I don't see the manic imposter zone stuck. Like you're clear on what you're doing. You enjoy it. Um, you're doing it in the world. Your website is awesome. You have business flowing in. It's just not enough yet. You know, that that level two or zone two, the over deliver and under charge. Yeah. That's where we get really burnt out because yeah. we're trying to do it all. And we're and exactly like you're saying, and I know that everyone listening will resonate with this when you're building something. It's like, OK, I've got to make sure I have cash flow coming in while I'm building things out over time and it needs to get easier and easier or this isn't viable. Yeah. 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 Right now I'm in that pretty, I'm like, I'm 99% of the time. I only, I trade my time for money. That's where I'm at. That's I've only, I, I mean, I, I do have those completely digital courses. Um, but they're just not selling yet enough. I'm not saying that they're not good. I'm just saying, I'm not going to retire from them. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's say this. And, and this is something that is interesting in building an online course is that you do need to have a way to sell a lot of them or they need to be very high priced. Yes. And so those are the tricks. Like a lot of times people go, I've got a $47 course. And I go, well, to get to 100K a year, you have to sell a lot of those, which means you've got to have either the most incredible organic ad, organic strategy. You've got to have a huge platform or you've got to have a way to reach those leads or do paid ads. Right. And yeah. so and all of those things are are skill sets that need to be learned in order to develop a course that sells really well. Um, and so I think, you know, I, a few things I'm curious about that I want to help you with is thinking about, okay, right now you're moving into zone three because you're going, I value myself more. I, you know, the main mindset piece of zone three is I'm no longer willing to work this hard. I surrender. I got to up my prices and free up my time. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So you're ready for that shift. So a few things like, is it, would it be possible to charge more for the corporate gigs so that they can fuel and funnel and fund you more? so that you have more time it would be well so first number one would it be possible to charge more 100 percent. okay number two, corporate gigs are really november 15th to december 15th okay so that that's a window i mean there sometimes you'll do some in january sometimes you might do some before the summer but for the most part it's a very it's just it's a season that's a seasonal uptick and is that because it's parties that you're, yeah. so when you said it, it's like, are they coming together and they're all cooking together? Or? Yeah. So a typical okay. one, a typical one would be, we make pasta, homemade pasta. Okay. Um, and then they make a dish and then usually I provide, and then I'll provide a dessert. They start with a cocktail. We have. A- okay. So it's basically corporate corporations are having you come in for a fun community building. Yeah project. Okay. So this is something I want to just point out that it could definitely and most likely is a limiting belief in your mind that it can only happen in November, December, January. Yeah. Because something I know to be true is that corporations are always looking for community building. So it's the way that you market it that is keeping that stuck in your mind, because probably in the past, that's when you've gotten the easiest gigs doing that. And it's when people are probably reaching out to you to do it. So instead, if you thought about what if I could get, you know, a couple of those, I don't know how much, how labor intensive and time intensive it is, but if you could reverse engineer and go, okay, if I had one or two of those a month, that gives me my seed money, 
keeps me floating, gives me a little bit of extra money to build all this other stuff out. Would right. that help be helpful? Yeah. Okay. So, you know, I'm thinking, and, and if you took it beyond even corporate thinking, it's like, okay, you're looking at franchises, you're looking at even, you know, small businesses have retreats all the time, all the time. Right. And so it, I want you to start expanding your thinking around who you could access in a marketing way easily to have that, because to me, that's going to be the way that you fund building the other things over time, because courses are not the fastest way to have your ends met. They're an amazing way to have passive streams of income and build it into something bigger over time. And you want to have that that floating cash so that you're not burnt out and feeling crazy and scared. Anytime we put our money mindset into a space of fear and survival it doesn't work well to attract new business because you're sending out the signal. I'm desperate. I'm scared. And so opportunities don't come your way easily because the universe is like, she's maxed. I don't want to send her anymore because she's already maxed. Her plate is full. And so we want to have a feeling of expansiveness and openness in our money mindset. And so, you know, I'm always looking to go, okay, what already are you good at doing that can generate more cash flow easily to keep fueling it in a fun way and then building those things out uh, over time? Does that make sense? Yeah, that does make sense. I'm curious, as I say that, do any ideas get generated for you about like, huh, I hadn't thought of it that way. What's possible here? Yeah, I did. I, I thought, oh, well, I guess that it would be interesting to um, to position it because it's the my physical space in the school is like 10 to 12 people like it would be it, it, it really would facilitate a small, intimate kind of gathering. For, yeah, uh, that would be different than going to a restaurant, obviously. I mean, you can easily go to a restaurant and have a small room and have food brought to you. But if you want to have, you know, anything, if any business is looking to have a small, like a mindful retreat, or let's yes. try, a, try something different, a vegan, a vegan experience or some, it doesn't matter. It really exactly. Matter. Yeah, it makes me think like yoga studios, you know, it's like yoga yeah. studio studios offering a special retreat. And part of it is learning to cook vegan meals. Or, you know, you think about birthday parties, I think my brain goes for some reason to bachelorette parties. Like what about like a bachelorette parties? You could I do have, yeah, that's a good, I have done those in the past, but I don't, that's not like a. Yeah. So it's expanding your mind around, Ooh, who is looking for a unique experience? And to me, people are looking for experience, a community experience. And this could be in corporations and companies. It could be in families. It could be for birthday parties. You know, you could have like a fun kids cooking day for a birthday party. You could do, I mean, there are so many cool things around food, right? We eat all the time and it can be so enjoyable. And since you already have the setup, it's just a a mindset shift for you of going, who else could come and experience what I have? That way, then you have the funding for it. And then you keep building out your courses because your courses sound amazing too. Another fun option is you record, you have a videographer come in and record some of these parties have someone record one and then you have testimonials and then you attract more through that. Here's the thing. Most people forget to get creative with who they're attracting their way. And you go, if I sent a video to a company, let's say it's even like a small law firm who's looking to do a retreat with their people and have a unique experience that's building in their community culture their culture of their community. You know, you, you send them a video and go like, Hey, let's come up with a fun idea for your retreat. I mean, that alone, it's easy. You send an email, you make a call. And so there, to me, is unlimited potential in your marketplace 
close to home, <laughs> right? Does that, I'm curious what comes up for you in saying those things. No, that makes sense. I've never, I mean, apart from having a landing page on my site, pardon me for corporate parties, I haven't really, um, I haven't really done a whole lot yeah. in terms of marketing to that. Okay. Would that sound fun to you? Because I always want to be guiding people in their zone of genius. To me, cooking for you is very fun and zone of genius oriented. So it makes sense to yeah. I like, I love I um I do I like doing parties. I, I I like the I I mean I like cooking. I can I could I could easily zone out for days and just cook. Like, okay. Fun. Okay. Great. So so one useful thing to do is, you know, where my brain always goes when I'm listening to people on these biz breakdown sessions is what's the fastest, easiest path to cash? Yeah. Fastest, easiest path to cash. And I go like, oh, you already have this set up. You already know what you're doing. So now it's just expanding who you are thinking about talking to. Right. And then as you're building the courses, same thing. So you want to be thinking, okay, what's the name of the course? Okay. Who is, who am I targeting? So you're going to do the same thing when you build those courses, you're going to think of every organization who needs this because you want to be thinking, where is the target market? Who, where are they hanging out and who's going to buy this course? If it's truly the parents of the neurodiverse children, then you got to go, where are they hanging out? I would be thinking like Facebook groups for neurodiverse families um, or associations and organizations for neurodiverse families. Start thinking, how am I going to connect there? Because you want to start thinking like big picture. You want to go, how can I sell a hundred courses easily? Right. So that's my, um, so my, my plan is to, basically launch in the early new year and so it was sort of that that formula where you'd run webinars and then like have a live launch and then yeah roll it out probably at a, the end around the end of January um and so just I was I was looking at um information about how to how to market a course because I'm not marketing directly to the end user I'm marketing yeah so I, I thought because it's all so a different strategy, It's a little bit of a different. Strategy. Yeah. I also thought I could market to like community living, like where are group homes, basically. Yeah. Any, yeah. any community living or assisted living or agency that services people who are in assisted living or community living. Yeah. Um, makes sense. But it is a little bit funny because the languaging around it isn't. Because obviously, when you're writing those sales, the sales page, it's you're trying to speak directly to the to the buyer, to the buyer. No. Yeah, yeah. Which is where I would say I I would hesitate with the the webinar process because because exactly as you're saying, the people who are going to buy aren't the ones who are needing the course, right? right? So I would be I I think it'd be a useful strategy to even direct sales, call the centers that you're thinking of, the, the community centers, the um, you, any organization where you go like, okay, these are the people who have access to a lot of the neurodiverse individuals who would want this course. Right. I would start a strategy like that, just direct. Like okay. it, it would be faster and easier. And okay. depending, what's the price? Do you have any idea what the price point of your course is? Yeah, my th idea would be it was either nine ninety seven or eleven. Okay, okay, and it's an eight week course, and you're teaching all the steps throughout yeah, the course. So it's eight. I mean, honestly, the course could go for the course is dense. So like each 
um, mod each module has five or six lessons. So if you did okay. the, if you did the live the live or just opted for the recorded lesson of the week, plus there's you know there's depending on the module there could be five or six recipes with video component where they can plot through it, plus um, just exercises and like. Yeah. How, yeah. Where do you find the price? How do you find the best before date? How do you know how much fiber is in this can? Where would you find yeah. information? Love it. Yeah. yeah. It sounds like a lot of great information. Yeah. But so it's, uh, I mean, so you could, you could, someone could take the course and, and, you know, you could, you could spend six months on it, just kind of yeah. over the same sort of. Cool. Good. So it's like, it's an ongoing resource for them to keep referring back to. Yeah. Okay. That yeah, sounds we great. Want to provide as much information uh, to kind of set them up to kind of plot through it. Yeah. Okay. So, so for you and everyone listening, I always want everyone to be thinking, where are my people hanging out? Okay. And what's the fastest path instead of, because what we often do is like, we listen to what everyone else is doing in the industry and think we've got to mimic exactly that. Right. But then we forget, like, is that actually the fastest path? Like a webinar, you've got to still find the people and you got to create all, you know, a list and the community around it. I've found in business, especially when you are wanting to get something up and running, direct contact is the fastest path, right? Okay. So for example, when I started my business, I went to networking events and directly had conversations with people. Um, courses take, you know, you want to at some point have it be passive. I agree with you. You've got to first build up the network. You've got to start seeing what works. You got to play with the course and adjust it accordingly. You got to figure out the price point and you got to figure out where the people are hanging on, yeah. how they're going to buy it easily. And so there's a lot of experiment and massaging that goes on until you get, you know, the daydream of what everyone talks about, which is possible, but it doesn't happen as fast as people think to go yeah. like, I have a course that's selling like hotcakes overnight while I'm asleep. Like, awesome. Yes. Let's all shoot for that. And you got to build up a, a funnel that works to create that. Yeah, my 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 I attitude around this course was to launch at least three times before, mm -hmm. and, okay. and and to provide um, a video, like to provide like weekly live lessons on cool okay on Zoom. at least well also just because this is like i have this idea for the course and i've done yeah. lots of stuff on it but as we know um the course that you write before it starts yeah the course that you teach after you've done a full round is quite different or it's going to be somewhat different yes yes right? so I, I love your attitude around you've got the perfect mindset around how to do it so it's it works really well when you do the, you know, it's like a pre-launch of the course, you record it, you practice, you see. So is there, is it possible for you to get five people in the first round of the course or how many people are you focusing on the track? That's my, my, my goal, my, my, so I have my, I can accept five. I'd love 10. Okay. 15 would be fantastic. Okay. Okay. And do you, what's your strategy to get those first 15 in there? So my um, so my strategy is to number one get my sales page done, okay, and laid out. Yep. And number two, I want to start over uh, for the next six weeks or five weeks um, through Instagram and Facebook posts. Just start planting regular seeds around okay. being um, feeling confident in the kitchen, feeling. Um, a competent or whatever. I'll work on that name. Yeah, I guess my first step is to get the name. 
Yes, yes, yes. And plant seeds. And then in uh, January, I was going to do a f um, three webinars just talking around um, building building skills in the kitchen. Um, okay. and, and building yeah. it won't hurt to do the webinar. Like yeah. that's great. Do it and do a direct and marketing strategy as well. Yeah. And then I yeah. do the direct marketing. So I have a few organizations that I could contact and say, I'm launching this course. Do you want to, um, want to find out more information? There are a few information, a few, a, a number of information of organizations like that in Toronto for sure. Awesome. Um, okay. And also move out beyond because it's not limited to Toronto because there's no yeah. in-person component. So yeah. basically look at community organizations in Ontario to start. Good. Okay. And then I, I mean, I've, I'm not, uh, I, and then I thought, well, yeah, I should probably bite the bullet and think about doing advertising, some paid advertising on Instagram or especially Facebook. Um, or Google, but I'm always a little bit like, really, is that just like throwing money into a hole? You know, I would say I generally tell people not to until they have a lead flow that works really well because okay. you, you usually are throwing money away because unless you know that you are getting people to a funnel that works and converts powerfully, you could be wasting your money. If you were going to do an ad, I would do it to the webinar, not to the course. Right. Yeah. And, and it, and if you were just, you could experiment like a couple dollars a day, I would not be putting, dumping a whole bunch of money into it until you figure out, I would say first find the people organically and with direct sales strategy, get that round of 15. Then you have case studies and then ads will work better because when you send them to the page, they'll see a lot of evidence and support and you know, that social proof piece. So I generally don't, I, I, and you know, some people might disagree with me, but I, I've never paid for ads yet in my business and I've had years of six figures, you know? And so to scale, yes. And I have like lots of systems down now that make sense to use ads. And I still use direct strategies. I pay for strategies, but I still don't use ads because I think okay. it's, it can be a, unless you really, really know what you're doing and you have a really powerful process, it could be wasting money. Okay. So the other thing was that to do, to go back to where you said where people are hanging out is to look at Facebook groups, to sort of slowly yep. introduce myself onto those areas now to yes. say, um, you know, yes, you could learn to make cookies with me, but I can also, I can also I can definitely teach your kid how to make soup. I know I can do that. Yes, which that's fun. Okay, and so what you do there strategically is you just find, I'd say, I wouldn't say more than five because you can't show up powerfully, but I'd find, I say one to three usually, Facebook okay. groups that have lots of the people you're looking for. Like that is your target market and you go, those are my five-star people and I'm going to get really active in those three groups. And so you daily, you go for one hour a day and you get active in each of those groups. And what I mean by active, you're sharing value. You're commenting on people's yeah. posts. You're getting them to know, like, and trust you. Then, you know, then you share, oh, I just created a recipe for this. Oh, I know. I, I love helping kids learn how to make soup. Like you just, you're planting seeds and you're getting people to start to reach out to you. This is, I call it, you know, client attraction marketing versus pushy sales right in marketing right and so you, when you do that you'll be surprised and then you can start having direct conversations you'll notice people's posts and you make a comment you have a solution they reach out to you on a dm it and so it's just spending the time and getting really laser focused where are my people hanging out what's the fastest path to get them into my webinar and into the course into a conversation with me does that make sense that makes total sense awesome okay
we, I just gave you tons of downloads. <laughs> um, I'm curious, uh, action step-wise, so I know you, you've already labeled it, so I don't want you to have to say it again, but we're going to go name, come up with a really a really clear name. Okay. Um, you know, uh, sending people to the webinar, so you're finishing your landing page, sending people to the webinar, and a direct marketing sales strategy. On top of that, I really want you to be thinking about how can you get a, a, a constant flow of easy money into your gigs where where you have like the corporate um, parties, more parties like that. So you have monthly cash flow. So you're not feeling so stressed out. Yeah. That part needs to be taken care of as fast as possible. So I would, I would focus simultaneously on those two things. Yeah. I think that that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Wonderful. Cash flow is always like, Ugh. yeah. And I don't want you to feel that way. And everybody feels that way when you don't have a way to make quick, easy, fast cash, it's stressful. Business is stressful. So you've always got to be going, what's my go-to strategy to make sure I have cash flow every month to build all this other stuff out over time. Yeah. And so I want you to, I, I could see a lot of fun visions for you for doing that, for building those parties. Yeah, I also had um, recently someone, a school, a local high school teacher contacted me. Um, so she has a class of students with um, mild intellectual disability. And so they're coming in to do um, a cookie work. Like they're going to make cookies and pack yeah. them and sell them at the school. And they want to do like a series of five classes. And I thought that could also be yeah. a really great connection with schools because you they're coming in in the daytime. and. Yeah. They, yeah. um, something you could do is send all of the kids home with a flyer to give to their parents, right? Oh, that's because smart. then those parents are going to be the ones that are going to buy the course. You know that so that's so that's how you want to be thinking like, ooh, when my people are in in front of me, how do I get the parents to see more? Right. So that could be a really easy way. You could have a card, you know, like a, a postcard size thing that has a QR code. Mm -hmm. And QR codes. Do you know how to make QR codes for free? Oh. Think so. I think it's on Canva. It is. Yes. It's so super easy. Just make a QR code with okay. a descriptor and have information. They could, you know, set it up where it's like they can either watch the webinar that's pre recorded or they could do a consult with you. I was even thinking you could do like parties with the families. Like it, it's fun yeah. for families to cook together. Yeah. You know, so there's, oh, the sky's the limit. I'm so excited for you. <laughs> like this is what's so fun for me is to think of, of of, you know, like organic ways to grow your business. And so I start envisioning it in my mind. I can see you doing all these things. I'm like, yes, 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 yes. Awesome. Easy money flow is coming your way. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. Okay. What would you say is key takeaway for you today? Change my name. Okay. <laughs> not my personal. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I, that has been suggested before. Um, I've had so many, why would you call it Dickies? I'm like, like, hey, it's my name. I, I, rock it out. <laughs> yeah. I hated it forever. And now I'm like, well, yeah, own it. now I'm just going to own it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, change the name. Um, find three Facebook groups that I could rub elbows with consistently. Okay. Give them, give them something and um, finish my sales page. And then, of course, make a list of organizations that I could direct market this. Perfect. You got it. I'll be checking on you and finding out what's happening. So you'll be looking for that. Thank you so much for, I mean, it, it's, I appreciate it so much when women come on here because I love, of course, sharing value with you. And you're also sharing value with the women who are listening because people are struggling with all the things that you're talking about, right? Like, how do I get over this overwhelmed problem? What's the most strategic path to cash? How do I get to live in my zone of genius and have fun making money? 
all of these things matter to everyone who's listening. So thank you for being willing to come on and share. Oh, thanks. This is super fun. It's wonderful. I was sort of like, this seems pretty too good to be true. And it's yeah. really great. Awesome. Thank you. Okay. And everyone who is listening here, be sure to connect with Lisa on dickiescookingschool.com. And I'm going to spell it D-I-C-K-I-E-S and then cookingschool.com. She's also on Instagram, which is where we met. Uh, what's your Instagram handle? I think it's Dickie's Cooking School. It is too, but let's look. Let's make sure because we want people to connect with you there. She has a ton of fun, cool stuff. Um, I'm going to pull it up so we can make sure that you can connect. It is Dickie's Cooking School. Okay. What perfect. Okay. So go to Dickie's Cooking School on Instagram and connect with Lisa. If you like what you got here today, take a screenshot as you're listening and post it on the social media accounts, whatever is your favorite, and tag us in it. My tag is at NFA Money. Of course, you all know my business is no fucking around money. So NFA Money is my handle on all the social media platforms. Also connect with Lisa. Thank you for being here. And as always, I like to remind you that if you're interested in coming on for a biz breakdown session on the Woman Entrepreneur Podcast, just go to thewomanentrepreneurpodcast.com and you'll see right on the page a biz breakdown session button. Click on it, enroll, and I'll have you on and we'll have a chat just like we did today with Lisa. Thanks so much, Lisa. Thank you. It was great. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you, everyone. And until next time, I'm sending you big hugs and NFA money making high fives. Hey, friends, just a quick reminder that I'm looking for women entrepreneurs who want to do a biz breakdown session with me on this show, just like the one that you heard on today's episode. Think of this as a zone of manifestation audit to help you scale your business and make money more easily. During our recorded session, you'll get free money coaching from me with clear action steps that will help you scale your business more easily. And of course, as a guest on the show, you'll be able to promote your business and get some extra exposure. I'm doing this on a first come, first serve basis. So head on over to www.bewomanentrepreneurpodcast.com and sign up for your biz breakdown session today.